Yo Mouldy everyone, and welcome to your Pacific morning show here on a beautiful Monday morning if it's not raining. Uh, my name is Isaw and I'm here with Hannah, Therese and the real mayor of South Auckland, Ephesa <laughs> uh, Collins here and I uh, hope everyone's doing well. It's good to see all your beautiful faces. Um, not too sure about the black though. Like, yes, yeah. we decided to all dress as a cult today. He's obviously the leader. So yeah, and it's good to be in person as well because uh, last time I was stuck in my room because I had uh, well, it's just just COVID. Just COVID. Just, just the COVID. Just this little minor disease that didn't take over the whole entire world. Um, <laughs> nah, yeah, but yeah, it's good to see all of you guys. Um, yeah, and happy to be here. Happy to be alive, grateful for, Je- for Jesus, for bringing us here on this beautiful day. Um, yeah, and we'll just jump straight into our talk of the day. For those of you guys who are just tuning in for the first time, talk of the day is just an interesting fact that we may have learned, or just an interesting talking point that we'd like to share with you guys. Um, and I'm going to go first, because it's about submarines, <laughs> and submarines are cool. We don't have any here in New Zealand, apparently. The New Zealand Defence Force doesn't have any because, yeah, nuclear submarines are nuclear-powered and I don't know, we don't even have nuclear generators here in New Zealand, eh? Nah. Um, yeah, so my fun fact is that a uranium-enriched, uh, like, golf ball, size of a golf ball, like, submarine can go underwater for 20 years and be fine, but it only has to come back up every, like, month or so because, wow, these guys seem so interested. (laughs) (laughs) We genuinely are. The only reason why it has to come back up is because humans need food. So it can generate, like, oxygen and water and desalinate water. So, like, you know... turns the seawater into you know drinkable water oh that's so cool but the only reason why it comes back up is because humans need food right for these like massive submarines what about sun what about sun you don't need sun (laughs) (laughs) all all of our cousins that just play fortnite all the time they don't come out for sun (laughs) sad to the gaming community (laughs) (laughs) i'm one of those ones as well when i'm editing i'm like yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my that's that's my fun talk of the day that the whole world should know about submarines. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Saul, for sharing that with us. <laughs> um, we'll definitely be using it every day to tell our fellow <laughs> colleagues if you're at work, if you're going to work. I'm serious. There might be people out there who are really interested in submarines yeah. and how they're created and things like that, but. Um, be a good thing to tell your colleague at work. <laughs> you know, the one that you don't talk to, that you don't like? No. Yeah, tell them. That's, yeah. yeah. I think my life has definitely changed. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If you're listening in on a submarine right now, <laughs> I got your back. Um, any thoughts on that submarine fact, um, FSO? It is. It's really intriguing. I'm, I didn't realize it has to come up every month. Hey, and that's why it comes up. Can they store enough food in it so that they don't have to come up every month? Well, I think they could store up to like a, a, a few months worth of yeah. food. But yeah, they got to come back up because humans just need food. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you could just live there. Wow. And no one it's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, that's that's cool. awesome. Now that's cool, Les. Thanks for that, Esau. Um, my talk of the day. Um, I just wanted to talk about Carmel Sepuloni being the first Basifika Deputy Prime Minister. And, um, you know, congratulations to Carmel Sepuloni. But, you know, the first thing that came to my mind mm. when I heard the news, I, I literally Googled, have we had a Māori Prime Minister? And we haven't. Wow. So that, that was really interesting for me. Not putting down, you know, the success of Basifika people, but it's just, um, mm. what do you guys think about that? I wonder if what the, what the system has done that maybe people either don't feel like they can engage in it that way or if something was happening in the background that meant a Māori MP or senior minister didn't mm. get the role. So I think, yeah, it's a really good question to be asking. Mm. Mm. We need to, um, yeah, all these islanders moving in in uh, random spaces. Shout out to Shout out to Leaky who said Samoans take up most of the space. <laughs> no, I've yeah. said that. I've said that though in the past yeah. as well. Like, what is it? I was like, I think there was like a Pacific Forum, right? And I was like, why are Samoans and Tongans always just <laughs> taking up all the space? Taking up all the space. And look at Kamu Sipuloni, Samoan Tongan, yeah, taking up all the space. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Let the Maldives have a... I mean, we're on their land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's that. That's been an interesting point to me. But, um, yeah, any thoughts on that one, Therese? No, um, just agree with everyone. I think we should make more space mm. for, like, Maldi, um leaders to come through. Because, like, there's obviously amazing Maldi leaders. Mm. So it isn't, it isn't that there's, like, there's no... Like, they're not capable... It's that our system mm. that we've got in place doesn't cater to um, like providing space for these amazing people to come through. So mm. I think we should be questioning our systems and how things are run for because sure. it's not working. Yeah. And lucky if Fessel's here because he can give us a bit of the real TA. <laughs> <laughs> he can give us a bit of the real drama and what happens in these systems to why these things happen. Yeah. But um, yeah. I got our quote, our quote of the day, and our quote of the day today is, the integrity of the person is not in how much wealth he acquires, but in his ability to affect those around him positively. Okay. And um, I chose this quote. I really liked it because, you know, often we're measuring our success through wealth, um, monetary gain, positions, titles, and things like that. But um, I feel like um, as we, like... I feel like what would be more progressive is measuring success through impact, mm. um, how much we positively impact um, other people in our lives, and yeah. yeah. Mm. It's an awesome quote. Yeah. I love it because it places value on things that actually matter in life that we're often really distracted from, mm. like mm. the way that we treat people and how we like can serve them. Um, there's so much like growth placed on how much money you can get and you know all these things that uh, when you reach the end of your life it doesn't actually matter mm -hmm. right but I think it places like importance on these things that really matter like even after you go mm. so yeah 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really taken by it. I, I like the idea of the impact that we can have on people. Uh, maybe because I'm, I'm only like two years older than you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm still 26. But I think about my daughters. That's probably what mm. drives the stuff that I do. And I think what's the impact on them because they're going to grow up into this world, whatever it looks like. And I'm hoping that my impact as their dad is going to be such that they're going to be confident about the way they engage with the world. So it's a great quote. Mm. Good thought. Um, <clears throat> two things kind of stand out for me whenever when I heard that quote is um, I just instantly thought of Biggie, you know, notorious B.I.G. He's what well, he's famous for saying, in order to change the world, we first got to change ourselves. Mm. And the reason why it ties back to that, why, why I tie it back to that, because all the work that you do internally kind of radiates out to the world. That's the impact mm. on the world. And also when you think about the second thing there's that like when you throw a rock into a pond, the ripple effect yeah, it has it out there, it reaches out. So it's kind of just my way of interpreting it is just it starts with you mm. and then everything else that happens will happen and mm. you can't stop it. So do good kids, listen to your mum. <laughs> take a pen at all when you're feeling yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I totally feel that. And I like that. I like the example that you gave of the ripple effect. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, internal work is always hard. It's mm. the work that everyone tries to avoid. It's very confrontational. Mm. Yeah. But you're right. Work on yourself first. And you can start making impact in other people's lives positively. Love that. On today's show... We wanted, with FSO, our awesome guest, um, the real uh, um, Manukau councillor and Auckland councillor and, and mayor. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> we wanted to talk about the realities of politics. You know, um, as Pacifica people, we often see the outside of politics. We're looking outside, we're like, oh, there they are again, bringing their banners in the hood again. Oh, look, saying the things that we want to hear so that we have votes. But we often just see the outside of what happens in politics. On this episode, we want to talk about what goes on the inside, the realities of politics, <laughs> the realities of being a politician, right after this. breakfast or not i don't know some people don't have <laughs> breakfast i like to have three breakfasts that's great for me um no nah, yeah but we'll just jump straight into um just a couple questions that we want to ask you if it's on hopefully uh you don't get in trouble for answering these questions <laughs> 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 my best uh yeah so uh kind of our first question is politics feels the same all the time and the results you know is all similar um, some people have given up hope and kind of, you know, oh, sorry, can we start that again? Of course. Okay. Um, so, Fessel, uh, politics feels the same all the time and results kind of just feels like it's stagnant. Um, people tend to kind of lose hope and give up um, and say that, you know, national and labor governments kind of feel similar. You know, so what would you have to say about people like, oh, you know, 
I was still struggling on the national. We're still struggling on the labor. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. Mm. That's a really good question. I was saying earlier that I'm really impressed by that question. That a lot of your questions are harder than some of the stuff I've had to do <laughs> in the other forms of media. I think part of the challenge is we we have a system that goes for the middle, and mm. often our voices are on the periphery or on the margins, and it's finding the volume to be able to turn up our voices, and when we're after the middle, often what political parties, in my view, political parties just kind of subsume you a little bit so that we can say, oh yeah, cool, Esau's in the party, if Esau's mm -hmm. there, Hannah's there, Teresa's there, cool, we've got that kind of brown, educated South Auckland, West Auckland diversity. But it's the ability for us to have a voice and a serious voice. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think political parties are challenged. Mm -hmm. As an example, I remember I, I, I'm, I was in the Labour Party and when I voted against the regional fuel tax, the reason that it was kind of a labour-driven thing, they were saying, yes, this is going to be good because it's going to give us all these good transport options. Mm -hmm. But I said, yeah, except that most people filling up their cars are Māori Pacific from South Auckland or from poorer communities, and mm -hmm. we drive cars that are really big, mm -hmm. and they're older, which means we're going to put in more gas. Mm -hmm. So essentially, for me, the economics theory is that we are subsidising more of what's coming out because we're putting more in our tanks. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I voted against the regional fuel tax. I got, you know, people ringing me from inside the party all the time saying, why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. You should follow the party line. And my view is I was elected by the people of Manuko to represent mm. them, yeah. not to say, but I'm Labour. Yeah. And I think part of our challenge as Basfika people, Samoans, I'm New Zealand-born Samoan, is that we're defining ourselves by the university we went to, by the political party that we're in, and not by saying, I'm Samoan first. Mm. And everything I'm going to do is going to be based on what's best for my people. So mm. I think that shows some of the internal workings. No one heard those phone calls. Hey, no one heard the discussions that were going on in the background, but I was put under heaps of pressure, and that's what we've got to do. There's lots of people who want to get into politics, but I think the challenge with some of our generation is we love the limelight. Everyone wants to be on TV. Mm. You know, people used to mm. mock me and say, oh, you only do this because you come on AM show and breakfast and they listen to you on ZB. I was going, mm. no, I do it, and I think people invite me onto their shows because I'm prepared to say what I believe, mm. and that's probably the disparity we have is it's, yeah. am I going to do what you said in your intro, Hannah, mm. just turn up and wave my National Party flag or mm. my Labour Party flag, mm. or am I going to turn up and say things that are legitimate to our community, and that's where I think your generation has to step in on my behalf, because mm. I think to, to quite a degree, my generation hasn't done it well, and what we've done is gently nodded our head, and that's a version of neo-assimilation because what we're really saying is, oh, if it comes with money and fame, mm. then I'm going to do it. Mm. Mm. Given us a bit of insight on mm. what it's like in the party, you know, disagreeing with policy or law that's going to go through that the wider party actually are for and taking a stand on that, how was that on you mentally? Yeah, mm. It's tough going, and... Mm. Oh, often we're referred to as people who are really resilient. Mm. Uh, we're resilient because we're constantly up against these systems. Mm. And that's part of the challenge. Now, I, um, now I'm only going to get myself into more trouble. Earlier, before we were um, recording, we were talking about the euthanasia bill. Yeah. Mm. And I am centre-left. And I, I said that I was against euthanasia and came on uh, TV and did these interviews for them. 
And I remember even politically, even though I was in local government, mm. I was being, and it was a kind of a central government issue because it was part of the referendum, people were saying, oh, you can't do that because this is what we believe. And yeah. I was thinking, so my question to them wasn't the belief. My question was, who's the we? Because yeah. if I'm part of this, if you're calling us the wider whānau, then I'm in this whānau too. Yeah. I'm the right. youngest in my family of six, and I know what Samoan structures are like. I often didn't speak in our family meetings, mm. but I knew I had a voice. I'd go talk to mum whenever yeah. I disagreed with dad. <laughs> yeah. But if our voices, if that part of who I am is not allowed to be present, then it's a real fallacy to say to people, Bring all of yourself. We're mm. an yeah. open, broad party. You know, broad church is what they often talk about. Mm. We're not a broad church. That's mm. a fallacy. Mm. And it's a fallacy because when we start talking about things that are a part of us that people don't like, the majority says, nah, thank you. That's how democracy works, folks. Hey, earlier in the show, you were talking about having a Maori prime minister. Well, mm. this is all part of a system that looks to that looks after the majority. And those of us who've been to university will know the idea of majoritarianism, mm. Mm. which is you just fall in line because they've got more votes. And yeah. that's yeah. what I think the challenge is. And it's hard. It's hard on my family. It's hard on the opportunities. I've met people who say, oh, yeah, there's no way you're ever going to be able to move parties because mm. you've set your, you've put your mast up yeah. and mm. people know your colours. And I think that's the challenge is... People don't know that we are complex beings. Mm. And as complex people, we move from place to place. You know, a lot of people have said, I don't know why. Why are you in Labour? You should be in the National Party because mm. of certain things you believe. And that's what I, hey, like, it's so hard when it comes to voting because there's a bit of me in National. There's a mm. bit of me in Labour. There's a bit of me in the Greens. And I'm trying to work out where do I fit the most. Yeah. And often parties that say, we welcome you but only when you say what we want you to yeah. say. And that's the biggest challenge. And I think that's part of Western democracies because yeah. you bring a new perspective. And often the truth is we don't want your new perspective. Mm. Mm. I think that's so interesting how you talked about how you have values in like, national and in Labour and in different parties because I feel the same way too. And I was wondering, is there space for people to like be in that grey space of politics? Yeah, there is. And except <clears throat> the challenge is how open are those of us in the system to hearing you? That's uh, the challenge. Yeah. Because leadership, I, I do a lot of training in what we call inclusive or um, shared collaborative leadership. Mm. And we know that in schools that you might bring get new teachers in and think, oh, we should try doing it this way. And if you've been at the school for 1,050 years, <laughs> you're going to say, no, that's never worked, mm. Therese. We, we tried that in 1851 and it didn't work. <laughs> and so we keep harking back to the one time we yeah. tried it without the conditions to support it. Now Therese's come with the energy, with the spark to do these things, but I'm using my experience mm. back here to mm. judge the potential mm. of the idea that you're bringing. Political parties are very similar. And so we need leadership and political parties that are open to your voice, that are open to your style of learning mm -hmm. and your style of participation. And that's where I think we get a little bit stuck because we're so good. The brain, in brain science, the brain loves patterns. Yeah. And yeah. so you don't fit the pattern, mm. eh? Because mm. you ask questions that we've never asked before. And so you think, oh, suddenly there's a break in the pattern. Mm. And so the brain gets, you know, we call it, that's what unconscious bias is. Mm. It's the inability for the brain to handle a change in pattern. Mm. Suddenly there's all these bright, brown, educated young people coming through. Up until then, they've all been not bright 
brown people. They've been a different color from mm. a different background. And suddenly the brain's having to deal with a change in the pattern mm. and we resist it. The brain naturally resists it because it feels unsafe. Mm. Yeah. So leadership yeah. means I'll listen to you. That's the kind of leader I've always wanted to be and mm. invite people into the conversation. So that's the that's what's ma what makes it hard because then I'm thinking, does that mean Esau's gonna take over my leadership role? Yeah. Actually, Esau is probably more talented than me. And as a mentor to other young people, my role is to lead till I have to get to the point where I can get out of the way and then to get out of the way. And I in politics, that. we don't like getting out of the way. No. I'm yeah. God. You know, yeah. I want my Wikipedia page to say I did all of these things. Yeah. And that is what I think is part of the old democracy yeah. Yeah. leadership. What we've got now is people who want to share it, who want to be engaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But creating that space, Therese, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And it attracts a lot of those personalities, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Well, like I'm not saying you are, not, <laughs> not you, but it does attract like a lot of people who want to feel. So people with big egos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, thank you so much, Ephesel, for explaining that to us because now we're seeing the inside, what goes on inside. There's internal fighting, internal disagreements. So I think making the statement that you know both governments are the same side of the coin and all Pacifica representatives are just token pieces to the party is an unfair statement to make um, because we're, we spoke about this earlier, you're both trying to find a Balangi vehicle to drive and make, you know, make our voices heard and that's a difficult task in itself. And I, I think this is not only in politics, this is in every industry. Mm. Um, I've met with academics who've had to fight within their industries. I've met with um, other people who are in trades who found it hard to like even get to positions. Um, so um, if someone was to go to the voting booth, elections is this year, it's mm. huge, and they were to stand there and they're making a vote, what should they actually be prioritizing now taking into consideration that we understood these are two white vehicles mm. with bus speaker people just trying their best yeah. to, you know, get into these systems and make a change into these systems. How should someone be thinking, in your opinion, mm. you know, while as they make a vote? Yeah. Uh, for... for People like yourselves are very educated, so you're open to reading. And so people will often say, you make sure you've read their policies and what best suits you. I think you also want to be thinking about who connects with you. Like, who is it in that team represents your lived experience? And, mm. and, and people who are legit to the community. I often, I, I get a real, there's probably a frustration in me that we pick up people who look like they've been in the community, and then you realize actually that person has, doesn't really con connect with churches, doesn't connect with community organizations. Mm. They've done really well in life, and they've gone to your fancy university at Auckland, come out with a degree, and then traveled the whole world. But their level of engagement in the community has been pretty low, lax. Mm. And <clears throat> so I'm looking for people who I know are trusted in the community, and that's something that's going to drive me. If you can't see the people that represent you or from your community, then I think that's a big, that should cause you some concern mm -hmm. uh, because it means that the, the, the family or the party that you're looking at hasn't reached out to your community. And I don't want them just to pick up anybody who looks like, oh, yeah, that person's yeah. uh, went yeah. to De La Salle eh, yeah. or whatever, and they, they must be in the community. 
And so I'm, that's one of the things that I'll be thinking about. And people who've spoken up for us, people you know have been present, have spoken up for us, have represented us, are a lot like us. That's the, <clears throat> it's the people representation. Because that, for me, speaks a whole lot more than to just a set of policies. I think the policies are important, but find the people who live those policies. Yeah. Mm, uh, and yeah. so when we talk about, you know, you know we're going to really be really honest and robust with the community, mm. well... Are those people, have those people been really honest and robust yeah. for the community? Because I think what we see a lot in politics is a whole lot of parachute people. Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly, yeah. if this all turns yeah. up in Dunedin, <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we know him from Auckland, but yeah. okay, we'll put him up in Dunedin because he's probably going to win. Hey, right. and, and that's the kind of stuff that really that causes concern for me as we start parachuting all these people. And, mm -hmm. and often people who are more inclined to obey their master rather than to hear the community. So similar to the regional fuel tax thing, hey, I didn't, I wasn't interested in obeying my master, I was interested in representing my community who are the, yeah. who happen to also be the poorest community in the city. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've got to be weighing up all the Sorry, time. Sorry, I just wanna, hard. how do you do that though? Like you're going in the interest of your community and then you're speaking up against your party. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, lots of things happen. <laughs> you get the odd whisper where they say, this is as far as your career will go. You know, wow. None of that is made public. That they, is so bad, they, But man. people whisper to you and go, that's the end of your career. This is as far as FSL will go. So even being able to go for the mayoralty was huge. Yeah. Mm. Because people had said to me, oh my gosh, if he goes for parliament, imagine what he's, he's going to be such a disruption in parliament. The challenge that we have is if we don't have a conversation where you and I can thrash it out, then I can, as long as I feel heard, if the party says, no, this is what we're going with, but someone has to say, but what's your view? Let's mm. talk about your view. How did you end up here? And then let's work this out. At no stage did anyone say to me, we need to sit down and work this out. That's so It sad. was a real, Hana, this is what you're doing. Yeah. You just listen to me. Do you see? And it, we're still hierarchical. Mm. Yeah. Right? And your generation, our generation, hopefully, is a generation that wants to be honest and robust and share the conversation. Like, yeah. I look at the way you three operate, I think. It's not like anyone's fighting for the mic. Hey, yeah. oh, <coughs> fighting to Although give I, it to yeah, each other. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I did notice he saw that. No, no. But, but that's, and that's what happens in politics because it's so um, driven by who's up front. Mm. One of the challenges I made to the Labour government at the time of the COVID vaccination process mm. was you had those one o'clock presses and you'd see the mm. Prime Minister every one o'clock, every, oh, sorry, everyone, every day, one o'clock. Mm. And I was interviewed by staff and said, why don't we see the team? Right. Why is it always one person? Right. And I remember when that, that issue went out and they wrote a story on it, they said, yeah, Fessel said share the, the teamwork. And I, and I was getting, again, calls from people saying, you're not in central government, can you just keep out? And I'm saying this is the problem, is that when the Prime Minister leaves, this is what we call heroic leadership, there's one person. A lot of churches suffer this. I've got a charismatic background. And we mm. follow one faithful, yeah. yeah. and that mm. charismatic faithful, oh, an amazing person. The minute they leave, the whole church falls apart. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. We're not, I don't, I'm not saying we're seeing that in the Labour Party today, but that's the potential um, trip, trip, the shortcoming that we have, because... 
we're focusing on one person right. yeah. and politics is a team sport. Yeah. Hey, we should we should think of it as a netball concepts and rugby or rugby league concepts. You need the team, yeah. not just one person. You know, Richie McCall might get all the glory, mm. but there are 14 other people yeah. plus the reserve exactly. bench that are yeah. right beside right. that person. Yeah. Right. And in politics, this is all about, no, we just need one person up the front. And that's the new challenge that I have for politicians is share the load. Yeah. Hey, and then, yeah, I got into a bit of trouble for that. But I'm, I wish people would just start thinking differently. Yeah. I don't need to be famous out of this. And that's why oh, you would laugh in local government because people would say, oh, you know, we'd be having debates and everyone would say, oh, well, you know, I don't come on TV every day. As a, as a swipe at me because, you know, I was on breakfast yeah. a lot and Q&A. Yeah. And I thought... Honestly, are you is, is life that lonely for you that <laughs> yeah. all you are measuring your success not by impact but yeah. by how many times I get on Q and A? Yeah, and that's the ego part. I've got mm. an ego too, mm. but I thought amazing that a Southside boy is on this national platform speaking for his community. How many times 100%. have we seen a kid from Preston Road in Otara yeah. speaking on these platforms? I love and that. For me, it's I'm out of the way now. I expect that the next person, I'm not jealous that someone else is in the role, but the problem is too many of us get jealous, like, oh my gosh, it should have been me the whole mm. time. We've got to train people up. Mentoring is about bringing succession. And in politics, they are hopeless at succession mm. because yeah. it's all about me. Everyone wants their Wikipedia page sorted and nobody else. <laughs> Everyone wants their Wikipedia page sorted. Oh my but gosh! But you shouldn't be using Wikipedia as a reference point for research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> FYI, use, use what Wikipedia references. Yo, it was like there's no space for anyone to think differently in politics. It's mm. like they just want they want to have like more like people of color in those spaces who think exactly like them, but not people who think like you it's yeah. like they don't want disruptors so what's mm. the point of that really yeah. and and so to a degree you've got to force your way in and that's hard for us because we are humble uh, polite respectful people we mm. don't force our way into anything you know look again look at the discussion you're having no one's fighting like I've been on TV interviews with the posts <laughs> looking at me like... Going, Say something know. controversial. Yeah, yeah. Say something That's controversial fine. now. And, and so, and, and what we need now is that, that shared conversation, but the ability to share thoughts. And if we're going to be truly robust, mm. and, you know, we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion. Diversity just means Think. lots of difference. Hey, inclusion yeah. is making sure that people's views are taken on board. Yeah. But we just want it to look like, oh, yeah, we've got you know enough Samoans around the room. We've got some Whalangis here, some Māori here. That's great. But we want you all to think the same. That is yes. not diversity. That's yes. just a look of diversity. Yeah. But we've yeah. got to have a real genuine sense of people saying, cool, they've shifted. Hey, things have changed because my view was taken on board. Yes. That's a leadership issue. And I think a lot of le leaders, unfortunately, are very insecure mm. because we only want it to serve us. And having studied leadership in churches, hey, this is what I can make the comparison to, lots of our pastors, with the greatest respect, are very insecure people mm. because we only create, you look at teams of people, actually, they're just a replica 
they're just clones of the same person. Yeah. Mm. And if you've I got agree. a clone, you're just going to get someone who goes, yes, 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 oh, yes, yeah. absolutely, amen. Yeah. Hey, we all pray and God says the same thing. That's impossible. Mm. Hey, but we've got to get... You look at the 12 disciples, if you want to use a biblical analogy, mm. they were some of the weirdest people ever. They, Jesus had a, a, quite a diverse, like yeah. a truly diverse team. Yeah. They weren't just yes people. And that's what we need around so leaders true. today. You've got to challenge people. But remember, the brain doesn't like my patterns being disturbed. Yeah. So if you're a leader and Hannah turns up with her question and you think, yeah. oh, I can't stand it when Hannah, you know, and that's why we change the meeting time and accidentally don't send you the email because it means you don't turn up to the meeting. You know, when we start playing those kinds of oh games. Oh my gosh. And I love that you use the example of Jesus. Shout out to Jesus, one of my favorite leaders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I like that you use the example of his um, 12 disciples because they all came from very different backgrounds. Yeah. He had rich um, yeah. disciples, yeah. some yeah. who were poor, some yeah. who had to leave their families. Yeah. Or to follow them. Anyways, um, I was going to go into the diversity part because um, just sharing a, a small experience before we, we wrap this um, part of the show up. Mm. Um, I have experience with the National Party and they're really big on, you know, not diversity of people, they're diversity of thought. Uh. And then now that you're bringing up, you know, they say they want diversity and inclusion but even the diversity of thought is not even something they aspire yeah. to. It's it's actually all these people have to agree. So it's like, mm. do they really want diversity? Even if it's not on a like, um, you know, what nationality you are, what ethnicity you are. Now they're going to say, no, it's about thoughts, how good someone is. We've got to compete so that we make sure the best are at the top. But when you're someone different and you enter those spaces and you are of a diverse thought, you have a different um, mindset of how to make something happen. They just exclude you. So it's, it's very unfair, but that was my, um, my two cents on that. So I've got a question. Um, have you had any racist experiences in politics, yeah, I, 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 during the mayoral campaign, there, there was there were some really tough times. Hey, I've I've talked publicly about even some of our um, our own data was suggesting to us as a you know we'd have research groups, and people would say to us from that data that we should be very aware of the fact that I'm a tall brown man, uh, and. Auckland Council about five years ago did some things on what makes Aucklanders feel safe when we were doing the nuisance and uh, safety bylaw. And people were saying, what makes me feel safe is I know my neighbours, I go to the park, and there's things happening, it's a nice neighbourhood, nice playground. But Aucklanders came out, as, and the top thing that made Aucklanders feel unsafe during that consultation was tall brown men who wore hoodies. <laughs> and I think that speaks to the city because if you look at the way I dress, or probably you dress, I'm a tall brown man that loves hoodies. hoodies. Yeah, mm. that's how I dress normally. And remember, at the beginning, I was talking about my daughters. The most trusted men in their lives are tall brown men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know that Auckland understands that story because that's the reality of what we face, given 
when I'm positioning myself before the city and saying, vote for me for mayor, that is something in the back of my mind because the research is real and that's our own research. And, you know, then people come and they go, oh, you know, he's just crying because he lost. I I lost and I lost by a good margin. I'm not interested in the loss. I'm interested in ensuring that our realities are expressed. Mm. And we are only going to see greater diversity in politics when we as a city or as a nation acknowledge Mm. that there's some prejudice that we've got to deal with. And New Zealand loves the idea of being an an egalitarian society. I'm, you know, all of that stuff. And I think, yeah, hang on a minute. And then you get people raising questions, doing things differently. I'm being sworn at when I open my speeches in the real. People saying, oh, speak English, F off. This isn't, we're not speaking Maori. You should be speaking in English. And the, the fact that I was doing this only last year and people were speaking to me like that, goes to show that there is a level of racism in our country Mm. that we've got to be honest about and deal with. And that's going to take bold leadership. And I remember when, you know, you all know the story of when I tweeted about um, Police 10-7 being a show that stereotyped young Mm. brown kids. Mm. You know, within weeks I had the bomb squad going through my home. What? Are you serious? serious? We got death threats because that's what I tweeted. And so, you know, I've got, at the time, my daughter was eight or nine, and we just had, our baby was one and a half. And, you know, it's different for the one-year-old, eh? Because she's not aware too much of what's going on. But when I've got overall police, this isn't police who turn up with those vests. These were police who got out of vans with dogs and overalled. Like they waited for the bomb squad to be free from the airport so that they could come to my house and they went through my office. That's how bad it got. Are you kidding me? And so, you know, my daughter's standing there. We tried to work out the day so when they arrived my kids weren't home. But we went the whole day waiting and things were happening and my daughter sees these cops walking down the street with me so I can show them my apartment complex and it's unreal that behaviour mm. eh? and I think the difference they, the cops were saying to me one of the differences that's sad about your death threats FSL is they haven't just named the politician they've named the family mm. and this is one of the first cases where the family has been named as well and I just thought, I have a one-year-old daughter. Why would you name my baby yeah. because of a tweet that I made as a public figure? And so when politicians come out and say, please leave our families out of it, I know what that means. Because I know that that's the cost. That when you stand up for a community and ask them to look in the mirror, mm. that's what happens to some of us. And so, yeah, maybe not get being elected mayor was a good thing for my family because at least we can have some reprieve of all the threats that my family have received. And yeah, that's that's the that's one of the big ones. But we were getting threats all the time, and this is the sad reality to politics and being in the front because when people disagree. You get people who disagree with you, and it's cool. I'm yeah. happy to have a conversation. But this kind of a threat, I, I, what, who am I, what am I hitting at? Nothing. I've got no way to work out what's happening. And I remember, you know, my, I know it's a long story, but the hardest day was we took my, my eldest out of school and the police said, look, it's probably best you just keep stay home, stay together for the next week. You know, just kind of reset for as a family. Mm. I remember the day she went back to school, I sat at the school the whole day. Because yeah. I just thought... 
I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, yeah. The cops were doing rounds for her at the school. I thought, this is the stuff that comes out of the States. Mm. Literally. Hey, I was like, this is a TV show. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was nice. <clears throat> the cops said, don't worry. The principal knew and they came out. They saw me. I was just sitting at the school. This random tall brown man in a hoodie. In a hoodie. <laughs> outside the school. Mind you, where she goes to school, every tall brown man in a hoodie comes to that school because they're the parents. But everyone kind of came and they said, it's all right, she's going to be okay. And I remember just standing there crying, yeah. Yeah. thinking, that's my baby in yeah. that school. You're going to look after my baby? Like, I want it to be there if something happens. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate reality of the racism that does exist in our nation and the, the, the fact that we've got to face up to it. And when I say we, I'm not saying everyone's racist. What I'm saying is we've all got to call it out. We yeah. all have to hold arms, hands with one another and say this is not who we are. Mm. And you know, too often we go, I'm not the racist. Or You're calling me a racist. Yeah. I'm not mm. calling you a racist. Stop be, taking it so personal yeah. and stop yeah. being insecure. Yeah. What I'm saying is for those of us who are experiencing it, Let's look for ways to protect people yes. so that it doesn't happen to others. Yeah. Mm. Or if you are thinking, oh, I'm not the racist, you probably are sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm mm. racist. Or like acknowledge against that you benefit from racism. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I'm racist yeah. against everyone. Because <laughs> I hate everyone equally. <laughs> Which means I love everyone equally at the same time. Can put it that way. <laughs> Could I ask what, wait one more question? And it's just um, speaking of like politicians, because just going back to that part where you said to choose like politicians that represent your lived experiences. And so like I'm like from South Auckland, and I like struggle to find politicians who have shared my lived experiences. Not because I know that they didn't go through that but more so because many of those politicians are sitting on six figures. And so they're disconnected from the struggles and from like the realities that a lot of like people like me and mm. who come from like my area are experiencing. So, um, yeah, how, like how are politicians supposed to relate to mm. these struggles when I feel like they're so far, discon like far disconnected? Yeah. Like, because they're jumping onto a six-figure salary, mm. you know, and that changes everything. Like, yeah. um, not everything, but six-figure salary, like, major, major, most of the working class, especially in South Auckland, are making between 60K to 80K, and jumping onto something that's like 140K, 160K, it would change a lot of lives. Yeah. So how can they yeah. relate if their income has now changed? And if they've been mm. on it for so long... Like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things that you don't need to think about anymore yeah. that yeah. we still need to think about. Yeah. 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 I, I'm one of those politicians because I was uh, on a six-figure salary. And I think that part of the difference for me was I actually took councillors uh, on about 107. Mm. But I took, a, I took a pay cut when mm. I left my role at the university to come into this role. So I just thought I should be honest about that because yeah. it doesn't bother me, to, to, to be honest. I... So if they if if they don't kind of have a similar shared journey, shared lived experience journey, then I would be looking for the politician that's prepared to listen. Mm. And access to a politician is really important. Who's going to say yes to your half an hour meeting? Mm. Who are you going to? You're not dumb. You are very intuitive. Eh? And as an intuitive person, you'll spend five minutes with me 
and you'll sit there and inside you'll be rolling your eyes thinking he's so full of whatever. Or you'll be thinking, I felt he was genuine or mm. she was genuine. And that's why those meetings that you have, the opportunity to speak with them is so important because you will get an immediate sense and gut sense of the kind of person that they're like. How do they respond to you? Do they just you know, run off the manifesto answers right. and say, yes, we've done this and we've done that, we've pulled out these policies and all of that kind of stuff? Or do they genuinely listen to you? Mm. And that's where I think you'll see a difference in the politicians that are with us today. People who listen are the ones who are prepared to say, yeah, okay, that's a really honest thought. This is our position as a party or as a political group, but this is how we might be able to have a conversation about that. Because not everyone's going to have the same lived experience. So that's a fair point that you make, but that doesn't mean that your lived experience isn't valued by someone. And right, you know someone right. values it by listening to what you say. And they might still walk yeah. away and not do anything, mm. but if you feel like they engaged with you, and even if they come back, you know, a few months later they might ring you back and say, hey, I really enjoyed that conversation, let's talk again. Then the relationship is being created, right. and that's how I think you're going to get a sense of that person. Mm. I know that needs a bit of time, yep. hey, but I used to love, I used to make myself available all the time. People would criticize me for being in the community more than I was in the office. I loved being in the community, because that way it reminds me, because I'm on a six-figure salary, mm. it reminds me that there are people in my ward, the poorest ward, mm. that are on the lowest levels of income, if any income at all, and they're really challenged. And mm. I want my daughters knowing that we live in privilege. Right. Hey, and the fact that they can go to the cupboard and there's food everywhere mm. in our house, in the fridge. They have a bed to sleep on. Hey, all yeah. of that stuff, for me, re represents the privilege that we have. But I'm grateful that our parents worked those factory floors. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I now turn my back on the same families. I've got yeah. to be there for them, I which is that. why I want to go back, remind my girls, not everyone's the same. And so we've got to continue to share and continue to speak up for everybody. And that's hard. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Thank you for that. I like, yeah. admire it. Like, that's so admirable. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, what is it? So speaking of like you know you being out in the community and whatnot, we'll just tie it back. Uh, we'll just step back a little bit into kind of your background at university. You know, you were one of the crew that helped establish cultural space, which is home, essentially for the islanders over at uh, Auckland sea Uni. Space. Sea, sea space. space. Yeah. That's Esau's sea home. <laughs> that was I always used to see you there. Go yeah. play, uh, yeah, that's where I learned how to play Danny and uh, mm. made some lifelong friends and <laughs> a lot of mistakes. Uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're a former, you know, LPSA president, which is the Uni Auckland University Pacific Island Students Association. Um, former PISO, eh? You are yeah. a PISO at the time when LPSA was, you know, yeah. um, all of that started. Um, so if you kind of think back, like, how can we better engage with young people, especially around politics, you know, because a lot of times you talk to, you know, even if you think back to that age, you know, you talk to young people and you ask them, hey, are you, who are you voting for? And nine times out of ten, they'll be like, oh, I don't, I don't really care about politics, when actually politics shapes everything mm. around you. How do you think we can better engage with young people? Yeah, and it's so divisive. Yeah. You know, if Esau yeah. comes and he says, oh, I'm Labour, and I'm like, oh, I'm National, it's like, 
end of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> end of conversation. And then yeah. Esau yeah. will go off and be like, oh, she's that uh, whitewashed yeah. girl who, like, you know, votes for national. But I really want to, like, get to a stage in society where we peel back those um, preconceived ideas we have about each other when we yeah. share our ideas about politics. Because it's really, it's not, it's not basfika in nature. You know, we sit down and we talk about things. We follow the fala. Yeah. And we talk about this. How Ding. Can, <laughs> yeah, it's like what you saw said. How can we try, what can we do to make it less divisive? Yeah. I wonder if we've started the conversation um, incorrectly when we, we start, because often we refer to I'm national, I'm Labour, or I'm yeah. ACT, I'm Green, or I'm in the Māori Party. And I think the conversation needs to begin it. So let's use sea space in its full um, analogous um, role, which is we're in cultural space. Mm -hmm. What's foremost is the fact that we have a shared identity or a shared heritage and that our parents came from the Pacific. We are people of the Moana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that means that when we come together, what are the things that we focus on in coming together? We're sharing space. We might be playing cards. It's a good one. Everyone played blackjack and whatever. It may have changed since I was at Sea Space. But <laughs> that's what we, we just got people together. Yeah. And if the conversation is beginning at what's most important for us as people, then we can talk about the politics. Because the politics is how do we get the resource to enable what, what the community wants. Right. And if you're a national person or a Labour person, you can say, well, this is what Labour, I think, is going to do. And then you can say, well, this is what National is going to do. And then as people will say, well, who's got the best approach? Mm. And that's so the, the, the challenge about where the conversation starts is it's, it's the, the common discourse is set by the media. And the media want you talking Chris Hipkins or Chris Luxon. We <laughs> want to be talking about how do we get through this housing crisis, get yeah. through the poverty that exactly. we're experiencing. Exactly. That's the core of the conversation. Mm. And when, when Western societies throw in personalities, that, that distracts us. Right. And we've got to get rid of the distraction. Mm. So we can tell the parties, you wait outside. We want to come together as Samoans, as Tongans, as uh, Nuweans, and we just want to chill. Mm. And then we build a consensus of thinking and questions, and then we invite the politics in. But unfortunately, the politics is in first, mm. and then we submit, mm. hey, we're still servants to the politics. Right. Because hey, it's like, oh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm proud because I'm wearing my blue rosette. Mm. <laughs> I'm national. This has given me identity. When I was at university, it was always, oh, what university are you at? Oh, I'm at Vic. Oh, I'm at the University of Auckland. Yeah. I'm at UA. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Yeah. I was just proud our people were at university. Yeah. Yeah. But then we go through this See. nonsense See, yeah. that's why the so'o, the so'os were awesome. Because no one cared that you were at Kanti or Otago. Yeah. And then I realised I should have gone to Otago because then I would have, I would have left home. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had a free life? You mean, yeah. oh, the Aucklanders. Hey, Aucklanders fill Otago. But I think, sorry, the point is the we've got to reset the conversation start mm, yeah. and talk as people. That's what we're like. Hey, I don't mm. care that you're, you had an experience with National and that I had an experience with Labour. What I care about is that we're Samoans. That's what connects us. Yeah. That water connects us. Yeah. And then we can let the distraction come in and then we can talk about politics as one aspect of our lives. Yeah. And I think we've allowed it to kind of rule and dominate our mm. thinking. And we should say, no, I, my focus is my girls. Mm. Hey, my girls are girls, uh, they're children, and they're brown. 
and the data is very clear that brown women make the least money. Yeah. Yeah. All of that HRC yeah. stuff, that's my girls. And me as a leader in the community, as a politician, my challenge is what am I doing to facilitate the change for them so that when they're my age, they're saying, thanks, Dad. Mm. Hey, yeah, mm. we've got death threats, but look at what has changed, not just for my generation, Dad, but for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what should be driving us. That's what drives me in politics. Hey, when they say, oh, you should do this, I said... Are you, are you my daughters? Are you going to feed my girls? Mm. Are you going to love them? Mm. Hey, that's what matters for me. And I hope that we take the same approach, that what's best for our people, and stop being so insecure, so greedy, mm. so desperate for the limelight. Because there's lots yeah. of people who love being on stage but don't want to do any work. Yeah. We never see them in the community. Yeah. We never see them at church. We never see them supporting LGBT movements. Mm. All of those things matter to our community. If we don't see them, then you are so next. Hey, those people have even mm. given themselves a name. They call themselves like idealists or something. Yeah. They, they're like, no, I just like to come up with the ideas. Yeah. I'm a good person who comes up with ideas. I'm like, Actually, anyone can come up with good ideas. Yeah. There are many people, but when it comes to the work, they don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. That's the important part, the yeah. work. <laughs> you said, oh, you said uh, the, the water unites us. I'm going to fire off a whole bunch of things. I was about to think, oh, I feel like I barely held off our yeah. quotas. Yeah. Mm. You know, what is it? Let us not be divided by the yeah. smallness of our yeah. islands, but be united by the depth of Let our ocean. Not, yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. And Man, you see, that's the, the West. Hey, the West has allowed us to feel divided. Yeah. Uh, mm. And we've we've succumbed to that. No, I'm not going to talk to you because I'm in Labour and you're a national. Yeah. Uh, so, mm. Blimmin, what? Yeah. Hey, what, what, let's find the stuff that we love, that we care about, and it's our kids, it's your generation, mm. succeeding, that lived experience. Mm. And then we think, right, okay, now we'll get yeah. the parties in, but that, we've got to find the unifying stuff yeah. first. But too often our identities are being determined by external factors yeah. that are either political or tertiary institution yeah. or an income bracket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't, you come from Otara? Or, <laughs> you know, I, I sorry, there. you make 40k a year? <laughs> sorry. You know what I mean? But then all of that stuff starts to separate us. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to find the things that connect. Churches are no different too. We've got oh, to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So let's, yeah. There's parts of our culture that we've got to deal with. Let's be honest and upfront yeah. about that. Yeah. But let's also be honest about the external factors that we've got to push back to mm. allow us to deal with what's in front of us. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. that, yeah, mm. that reminds me of like, what is it? I was watching, um, yeah, I was watching, I think it was Young Nats or something. And, yeah, and I, and I just remember thinking, you know, hearing some of his talking points. And it was an island guy. Um, and I was like, this guy wants the same as me. Like, mm. we just want to help our people. Yeah. Like, but he's going this way. Mm. You know, he's going right and I'm going, you know, I'm going left and he's going right. But we both... Want wanna end, yeah, we, we both want to end up at the top of the mountain at the same place for our people, mm. you know? So uh, kind of like, how do you think, you know, we could best compromise? Yeah. You know, um, because that's something that's going along, going around a lot now. Mm. It's like either you're with us or against us. Yeah. Now you, you can't sit yeah. on the fence. You you got to find a team to join, or else you know. If, you, if you're sitting on the fence, you're part of the opposition. Yeah, you're part of the problem. <laughs> Which is unfair. I think yeah. is unfair because some people are just aren't clued up on it, or yeah. they have no personal interest at the time. Yeah. 
So I think it's unfair to... Yeah. Like, to you don't need person. to have an opinion on everything. Yeah. It's okay to not... <laughs> You know, yeah. it's okay to not know. Yeah. No, mm. you're gonna get us cancelled now. Seriously, like, yeah, no, for real, And it's dealing with the shades. Yeah, and it's what. See, I think we've all, to a degree, my generation at least, we we're raised. It's very um, binarial. Eh? It's yeah. this or that. It's yeah. red or blue. It's black or white. And even in church, I was raised like that. Mm. And I'm learning. Oh, unlearning, whatever the word is, a whole lot of things yeah. because in my upbringing, it was really strict. Yeah. And now, as a as a as a dad, I think, oh man, I. I'm, I'm so used to the way I was raised, and I want to do that to, to raise my girls the same way. But I think well, the world's very different for yeah. them. And so some of those things that I grew up with aren't the way to raise my girls. Right. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to work in the shades. They've got different friends, and they've got people who come from high-income brackets. So I never saw high-income brackets. <laughs> yeah, same. He just hung out with our poor Tsar <laughs> But that's yeah. And when we get into the shades, that was what... That's what I think creates the magic of the conversation because yeah. we can appreciate that those are things that are different and the, the experiences are different. But if we're yeah. all just trying to get everyone to do one thing, it's boring. Mm. And then yeah. Maybe that's why politics is boring. Politics is boring. Yeah. Thank you so much, FSO, for com coming on our show. We really yeah, appreciate appreciate this. We've learned so much. I've learned so much. Um, we've gotten to see the insides of politics, the realities of it. And I'm sure a lot of Pacifica people can benefit by um, you know, seeing your insight and what they need to prepare for if they decide to go down that path. But thank you so much um, for your time today. Um, did you have any last words? I just want to say thank you. This has been awesome. I'm enjoying the ability to come on and on different podcasts, and now I'm getting good with podcasts. But I want to encourage you because this is what makes the difference. It's your ability to work out the shades of the conversation. This is going to go out to however many people are going to listen to it. We're going to be grateful to you in tomorrow and in years to come because you were prepared to step into this space to try and grapple with these hard issues. So thank you very much for having me. And thanks, because I'm thinking of my girls. I thank see you. two brown women here, and I think, yep, that's, I want my girls like this who are going to challenge but be respectful. And that's what, it's, what it means for me. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Ephesla. Good morning. Tayo Manuia. <laughs>